G'day No Excuses Nation, Brant Garvey here and welcome to the No Excuses Show where I speak to the world's most inspiring and motivated people. Today's guest, I have Owen Byrne who is the founder of ScanCam, a very, very exciting startup tech company uh, and his idea is to be able to give power back to the, um, the people who own the petrol stations in Perth. But that's just one chapter of uh, what I believe is a very interesting life that he's led. So now I'd like to give you a bit of a chance, welcome you to Grit Nation and tell us a little bit of your backstory. Who are you? Who am I? Yes. Yeah, well, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, well, listen, I'm just a serial entrepreneur, I suppose. Um, just love the, the challenge of business. Um, I think growing up um, when I was, I think it started when I was about 10, you know, even managing, managing like the local paper run um, in my street. I had about four or five of the neighbor's kids all working for me. <laughs> and I thought, oh, this, is, this business is not a, bad, not a bad idea. So were you taking a little bit off the top? Yeah, skimming off the top. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even off my brother. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, um, yeah, always loved, loved business. I think um, my mum used to tell me stories about her father and he was sort of very involved in businesses um, back in my homeland in Ireland. Yeah. Um, and you know, growing up listening to stories about my granddad, it inspired me, to, I suppose, to start, to start on the journey to business, yeah. yeah okay, and now, it, how many businesses do you reckon you've been involved in? Probably 10, probably 10, 10, 10 okay. yeah. Now, let's go with one of the worst experiences that you've had in business. So what was the most challenging, the, the worst incident, adversity that you've had to face? In business? In business yeah. yeah, good question. Um, there's always lots of challenges with business, um, especially modern business today. You know, we face a lot more challenges, I suppose, than my grandfather had. Yeah. Um, um, I suppose the biggest one, more recently as well, I, um, I had a venture, a restaurant venture um, that I had and um, sort of worked really hard for about three or four years on this um, on this product in, in Australia. Um, and it didn't go too well. Um, okay. We ended up closing our business down. Yep. And Lot, lots of learnings, but yeah, that was pretty tough for me and and you, my business partner. Can you give us a specific reason as to like what what made that happen? Like, was it a specific mistake that led to that? Yeah, listen, I suppose different economic uh, times, you yep. know. And I suppose we're in a retail um, sort of market, and retail was doing pretty tough. Um, at that sort of time, and yeah, listen, we made a lot of mistakes managing the, those businesses as well. Um, yeah, so, yeah. All right, can you give us one piece of advice that you would have learnt from that instance that you've now used to, to help you moving forward? Yeah, for me, it was definitely um, keeping focus on the on the business books, so the accounting side of things. So um, I suppose I was a little bit green and yep. sort of um, my finger wasn't on the pulse in regards to how the, how the business was properly um, being run financially. Yeah, like the cash flow. Yeah, definitely cash yeah. flow, that's the big one. Okay, awesome. Now we'll move to the, the opposite side yeah. of that. What is the, the biggest breakthrough moment that you've had in your career, like the um, most exciting? The most exciting part? Yeah. I suppose um, our new venture one at the moment, ScanCam. Um, it's a really exciting new product. Um, I was sort of, a lot of my other businesses that I've been involved in were all sort of, we started off like retail, you know, I started actually ice cream business was my first business I started. Okay. Um, so when I was about 18, um, I think I was at home sick one day watching um, Oprah actually. And um, I saw it was like Made Millionaires. And it was all, this, the episode was about 
people that invented something or started something from scratch and, and now they're um, sort of living legends in the business world. Yep. Like the Builder Bear was on there and this one guy invented this ice cream. It was like cryogenically frozen ice cream where it was um, frozen at minus 300 degrees using liquid nitrogen and it ended up in tiny little balls. And I was like, man, that product's great. If I could just think of a um, an idea like that, something that I could bring to market that people would love and I could make millions, you know? And um, a few weeks later, I thought, actually, where is that product? It's not in Western Australia. So did a bit of research and found that the product was in Australia, but on the East Coast. And um, I set about sort of bringing that product to WA and to the streets and festivals and uh, fairs. And and, uh, yeah, so me and my mate um, bought like a secondhand rundown trailer that was it was a food trailer but it was involved in an accident so it was written off we sort of patched it up and then we um we started selling ice creams on the weekend and um that was a real sort of that's where i really sort of cut my teeth in business learning about rostering supply chain um ordering and how much business knowledge do you reckon you had going into that zero yeah zero we we made lots of mistakes (laughs) and uh you know we we paid for it we paid the paper run didn't uh help no not at all no not at all (laughs) and what I think is really, really cool about that story is it was literally a moment in time that something that caught Owen's attention and he said, let's just give it a crack. Let's and, just do it, yeah. And you managed to be quite successful in that business. I mean, what was yeah. the, the most revenue you made in one year? Listen, I think like, we I think we won all the awards for that product and yep. we sort of sold more than any other uh, ice cream dealer, I yeah, suppose, in yeah. Australia. I think we did over half a million dollars on the weekend of ice creams. <laughs> that was a, that's a lot of scrunched up $5 notes from little kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is epic. I mean, yeah. it's awesome. All right, now, um, one of the questions that I have, which is an interesting one, and um, I, I find it interesting because I do it quite often, is what's one thing you spent under $100 recently that you'd say has contributed to helping you, had the biggest impact on you? Impact, yeah, well, and I, was, I was thinking about that question earlier yeah. on, and I've seen you do it in a few other videos, and I thought, what would have... Back in 2010, if I bought $100 worth of Bitcoin, that would have been good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> worth about three, yeah. worth well, about, what are they worth now? That's worth about $300 million now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but um, I suppose more recently, um, uh, my pillow. Okay. Yep. Oh, yep. good one. Sleeping, sleeping's, you know, huge. I've got a um, newborn. Yes. Yep. Uh, Three-month-old. So we've both got newborns. Yours yep. is a couple of weeks older than mine. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you know how important sleep is. Mm-hmm. So I suppose, yeah, my pillow would definitely... Okay. Under 100 bucks. Cool. Um, that, on that note, actually, I have a really interesting question. How have you managed to juggle time since becoming a new father? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, listen. Because you be, work a lot. Like you're work, you're work, a bloody hard worker. Yeah. Uh, and you're also at every event that I'm working, like in terms of the business side of things. Yeah, I'd love to know how you balance it. I suppose I'm really lucky that my, um, my workplace is like 350 metres away from where I live. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. so. Um, what, a few times. Yeah, commute, commute time's good. Also, um, my wife's um, obviously, obviously off, off work at her, but she's a great cook and loves cooking. So she's always dropping off lunches and bringing um, my daughter Harlow down to see us, which is great. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Just on that, we actually had a, a question wanting to know what brand of pillow you've invested in. What brand? Um, it was actually Adairs had a 40% off sale. So I think it might be an Adairs, Adairs brand. <laughs> awesome. Great. Um, sweet. Now I'm going to go into what uh, we call the sprint round, which okay. is a, a couple of quick questions. Yep, let's go see. for it. All right. So winter or summer? Summer. Okay, great. Uh, book or audio book? Audio book, 100%. Yeah, same. Yep. Absolutely. Massive fan <laughs> of audio books. Uh, run or cycle? Ooh, run. 
Okay, okay, right. cool. We might have to go for a run then sometime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, eat out or home cooked? Home cooked all the way. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife's a great cook, as I said before. Yep. Love a good home, home cooked meal. And um, now, uh, this is a part that we haven't spoken about yet. You actually have uh, some restaurant in Bali. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, and was that inspired by any of your wife's cooking? Or your <laughs> cooking? <laughs> no, not quite. <laughs> nah, I suppose, you know, um, I sort of. While, while I was running the ice cream businesses, um, obviously that was just sort of part time on the weekends. I was sort of running security, so yeah. you know, security was sort of my fallback in between all my businesses, like you know, running security teams. Um, I sort of um, ended up running a few security teams over in Indonesia and Bali. Um, I've been there about sort of eight years on and off, uh, just contract work, running projects over there um, for security, and that sort of led me to sort of rubbing shoulders with some businessmen over there and. Um, um, and a couple of guys from Perth, and we, you know, we started a, a cool little restaurant um, over in Seminyak called Frankenstein's. Okay. Yeah, so it's like a cabaret horror themed restaurant, similar, to, I suppose, to Dracula's uh, yep. on the Gold Coast in Australia. Yeah, and it's been a great, yeah, really good um, project for us. And would that be one of your most successful businesses to to date? I'd say, yeah. Listen, um, it's that's all sort of run under management yep. now, and so uh, you're, you're fully kind of out of the out area. of that one. Yeah, yep. the most successful is Scam Cam by far. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. And um, did, let's just actually talk about how Scam Cam came about. Yeah, cool. Um, so as I said before, I was running security teams. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was probably about, probably about five or six years ago where I sort of helped uh, integrate the first ID scanners into licensed venues or nightclubs. So essentially, a, um, when a patron went to a nightclub, you had to scan your ID, um, they'd have your details. If that patron was kicked out for being abusive or violent or whatever, they'd be banned from that network of, of that ID scanners. Yeah. And so after scanning like hundreds of thousands of IDs, um, thinking probably there's a better way to make money than standing on the door, <laughs> yeah. um, I, um, I was driving home to a petrol station and um, as I pulled in, as I do normally, as I, when I got to the counter, the guy was just like frantically scribbling something down. I was like, mate, every time I come in here, you're like, you're scribbling something down. What are you writing down? He's like, your license plate. I was like, what? You write every license plate down by hand? Wow. And he thought, and I said, why? And he said, because in case you drive off without paying for your fuel. And I was like, is that a, is that a problem? And um, I thought, well, if, you know, BP could, you know, do a quick history check of their customers like we were doing on the door, yep. well, that's an opportunity. And mm-hmm. that was sort of the birth of the concept of ScanCam. And how long ago was that? That was probably, um, we started ScanCam uh, officially probably three years ago. Yeah. Um, unofficially probably a year before then. Okay. Yeah. And you've just been building up this moment. Building and building, yeah. So again, sort of using the lean, lean um, agile sort of uh, methodologies, um, we first built a prototype, an MVP. So yep. we used a um, and company, had an offshore team. We built like a really cheap um, prototype to prove the concept. Um, set it up at a petrol station, literally went there on Melbourne Cup Day when I knew no one was going to be around, put the ladders up against the wall, <laughs> drilled up, put some cameras, yeah. um, and then probably about 18 months of R&D and really got this thing uh, working. Um, and then we did the capital raise, I first ran a seed. Yeah. Um, was successful in around, I think about half a million yeah. we secured in our first round of seed, which was great. And that sort of um, was a big turning point for us. It means we could you know, put a heap of money into it and we redeveloped our whole all to our technology, moved it away from Amazon, brought it into um, the Azure um, yeah. with Microsoft and, and recoded everything in .NET and sort of made it more scalable. Yep. Yeah, because we, you know, we, right now I think we manage maybe five or 600 devices uh, mm-hmm. across our network and we want to grow that by 10 you yeah. know, in the next 12 months. Like 
someone that's personally been behind the scenes, it's epic what they're doing and they're they're on that that tipping point of being able to get some real traction into petrol stations and the technology is phenomenal. What they do and what they can catch is really exciting and I can't wait to see the next stage yeah. of the scan cam. All right, let's go on to what I call the run section. Okay, let's All right. do it. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Um, <laughs> uh, my dad, he um, he always says, he always said to me growing up, you know, you can't get, without, what was it? Um, you don't get diamonds without pressure, you know yep. what I mean? Yep. So really, without pressure, you don't get diamonds. So it's, you know, starting businesses is it's a grind you know and it, you know especially innovation and your back's always against the wall and you, you know breaking new ground with new technologies and really it is it does feel like that like sometimes you, you really got to push through it before you something breaks through you know and i mean in, in case you haven't picked up I mean, he's obviously very passionate about what he does and you obviously need to be able to sell that passion to everyone else that you speak to yeah it's very very energy consuming <laughs> great <laughs> all right what's a a personal habit that you contribute to your success? Well, um, probably not habit, but I'm, I've got ADD. Yep. Um, and I'm dyslexic. Mm-hmm. So I started a license plate recognition company <laughs> 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 where numbers and letters have to be in a specific order yep. for a certain reason. So <laughs> so you get uh, other people to manage that part of it? No, nah, listen, sometimes opposites attract, right? Yep, yep. But um, I think that, um, you know, I, I've just focused my... ADD instead of being disruptive and you know in school I was a bit disruptive and you know I didn't go to uni not tertiary educator or anything I just turned that energy and focused that towards business and I'm obsessed with business yeah and obsessed with you know now innovation so moving from sort of the that sort of uh, bricks and mortar type business where I had restaurants and I had um, ice cream trucks and kiosks and cafes and now sort of moving it to the realm of, of software and yep. it's it's dangerous <laughs> because you know there's no limits with software yeah yeah, yeah. so it's yeah it's exciting times um, I actually listened to a podcast recently which I'll, I'll probably share in the link and it was talking about how AD ADD people can, um, you know, have, they're obviously very, very excitable. But if they lock down and focus onto something, they can actually like hone in and be very, very good at getting something done and like staying in that zone for a long period of time. And I, I'm pretty sure that's what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Now, what is uh, your favorite book and why? My favorite book. Um, I've got two. Yep. <laughs> okay. One of them's um, the the lean startup. Okay. Uh, Greece. Yep. Again, all about agile development and what we're doing. Um, I think it's a bible for anyone that's starting up a, a tech business. Um, I haven't read yet, so I've yeah, get onto it. Yeah, I'll get your copy. <laughs> um, the the other one is um, you don't have to be born, born brilliant. Okay. By John McGrath. Yep. And so it was just a really good, really awesome tale of you know about John McGrath. He's the um, uh, he's a real estate guru yep. uh, in Australia. I think he owns part of realestate.com.au. Yeah, yep. And he, um, you know, he wasn't necessarily the smartest kid in the, in the school, you know, and he sort of, you know, the tale talks about him just and him going through his challenges and, okay. and he wasn't born brilliant, but yep. now he's one of the, the best in, the, in Australia in what he does. Awesome. I definitely wasn't born brilliant either. Yeah, really good book. Really good book. Okay, awesome. Top two, two great recommendations. And now the last part is, um, what is one key takeaway you have for Grit Nation, the viewers, and the best way to connect with you? 
Sorry, what's that? So one key takeaway that you'd, you'd give the viewers yep. of um, what they should do or how they'd implement from your story. So basically yep. what you've learned along the way, yep. a piece of advice to them. A piece of advice, really um, just back yourself. Yep. You know, sometimes when the, um, the best innovation is born when you're backed into a corner, you've got nowhere to go. Yep. Um, and I suppose, yeah, just grit your teeth. Um, I think true. It's you know, it's it, it is about it's a grind. Starting in business, there's going to be peaks and troughs, and sometimes you feel like you're in a roller coaster. One minute we're high fiving because we're doing deals with oil majors. The next yeah. next moment we're stressed out about cash flow. You know, it's yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, amazing advice. I mean, you, you've heard me say it in previous uh, episodes. I'm all about starting before you're ready, and grit is obviously a big focus of what I do. You've been on this journey for three plus years of trying to, to make this happen. This stuff doesn't happen quickly. It's about being able to that's hold exactly. on to that long goal. That's right. You think like when you first see all these successful tech startups, you think money's just landed easy. You know, you hear about stories like Uber, Airbnb, and you're like, well, and these guys just made a fortune from nothing. Yep. But then you listen to I their podcast. Yeah. And, uh, the next day I was working. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. So you listen to their podcast and, and they've been through the same thing. They've been put through the ringer and they're at the other end. And if we had any viewers that were interested in getting in touch with you, what's yep. the best way to get in contact? Um, yep, so just um, find me on LinkedIn. Yep, okay, yep. all right, awesome. So Owen Byrne, I'll get you to spell that out. E-O-I-N, it's Irish. Yep, Irish. Yep, yep. and Byrne, B-Y-R-N-E. Yeah, so look him up on LinkedIn and if you want some advice, feel free to send him a message. Okay, Grit Nation, thank you so much for tuning in today. So grateful to have you here. No I love your energy as I always do. Uh, and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you very much. Thanks.